0: Welcome back to the Gains for Girls podcast. Today, I'm super excited because we're talking not only to a U.S. House of Representatives from Kentucky, he's a fellow Wildcat, which is always good news. Uh, Representative Andy Barr has been a champion for not only Kentucky families, but for American families, uh, and he stands with women. Check out the interview here. Uh, Well, thank you so much, Red Barr, for joining, Um, of course. I feel like we bond on a personal level. Uh, I've met you several, several times. The work you do is amazing. You've been so supportive of me and my cause, Uh, but almost more importantly, you're a Kentucky Wildcat, uh, which is, I'm biased, but uh, certainly the best school, at least in the SEC. Uh, But I wanted to tell you, before we get into kind of the policy talk and different things, I wanna talk to you about UK's stance on a lot of these issues. Um, As you can imagine, the university, like most universities, is um, taking this approach where they're not siding with common sense, whether that be over the COVID issues, um, of course, whether that be over the gender ideology issues. And so I'll briefly tell you, before this national championships, where we faced Leah Thomas, again, a male, or really Will Thomas, swam three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania. Uh, University of Kentucky made us go to training where we had to learn how to use she her pronouns, which I just thought was the craziest thing. Uh, You know, being 21 years old, a senior in college, they're sitting there teaching me how to use pronouns. I mean, something so entry level, you don't even learn it in school. You learn pronouns before you can even form full coherent sentences. And so I was just really surprised by this. Um, the athletic department was amazing and supportive to me, but the, the system as a whole, uh, I was shocked with and actually utterly unimpressed with. And so I kind of wanted to ask you, what direction do you see universities going?
1: Well, first of all, Riley, thank you so much for your courageous stand for your common sense, for your advocacy for women and girls and athletics. Um, and thank you for representing the big blue nation so well. Uh, I do represent the University of Kentucky. Uh, I'm born and raised in Lexington, Kentucky. I grew up uh, going to cheer for Kentucky at Commonwealth Stadium, now Kroger Field, and uh, also Rupp Arena. And, uh, and and I'm a fan of all UK sports, including the women's sports teams. And, uh, you know, I graduated uh, from uh, high school. I, I ran cross country in high school. I played soccer when I was a kid. Um I graduated from the University of Virginia, and I went to the University of Kentucky for law school. And in all of my uh, experiences and education growing up, it was un- it was not even imaginable that that you would have uh, these kind of uh, pronouns that are inconsistent with basic biology, uh, or this um, this movement to um, uh, normalize discriminatory practices against girls in sports. I'm the father now of two daughters. Eleanor is 12. Uh, she is a volleyball star, and she's also a basketball uh, player on the varsity basketball team uh, in her in her school. She's made the varsity, even though she's in seventh grade, um, for volleyball. And then my my little one, my 10 year old, um, she she's on a soccer team. She's getting better every every single day. Her best friend, who's a really really outstanding uh, young athlete. Um, who scores a hat trick every game. She got, she got my daughter into soccer. And um, I I just think, you know, fighting for these girls in their sports to be able to compete and achieve their potential and to, and to strive for victory and do it on a level playing field is just basic. I mean, it is fundamental. And so what you're doing uh, and um, you know, it, it should be just common sense for everybody, but it is in today's politically correct society uh it is a courageous stand that you're making but you're doing it not just advocating for yourself and your peers i want to thank you as a dad of two little girls that are going to continue to grow in their athletic pursuits you're fighting for them and that means a lot to me as a father
0: well no doubt uh that's certainly what this is about Uh, i'm done competing no one wants to watch me swim anymore. I'd probably drown if I tried to swim. Actually, I still think I'd be Keith Olbermann. Um, but I'd probably drown if I tried to swim. So it's definitely not about me. It's about those young girls like your daughter and ensuring they have the same opportunities that I had uh, throughout my career. Uh, but speaking of policy, this issue, um, it's become controversial uh, fallen entirely on party lines, it seems, at least within the legislature, both at the state and federal level. Uh, and we have an administration in the White House right now who's actively working to rewrite Title IX. Um, of course, Title IX, it's a beautiful, it's only 37 words, a 37-word federal civil rights law enacted to prevent discrimination on the basis of sex. Um, but they're rewriting that entirely to where sex would equate to gender identity meaning men can join sororities, which is already happening. Uh, Men can live in dorm rooms, uh, of course, can take athletic and academic scholarships. Um, Men would have full access to bathrooms, locker rooms, changing spaces. I actually saw a tweet yesterday from AOC who went on to call Republicans, all Republicans, misogynists. But she said the original intent of Title IX was indefensible and embarrassing. Um, I don't know how she is able to call anyone a misogynist without claiming to be one herself when she says equal opportunities for women are indefensible and embarrassing. Um, But the Protection of Women and Girls in in Sports Act, introduced by Greg Subi in the House, uh, which you voted in support of, um, as as I said, it's fallen almost entirely on party lines. Why do you think this is?
1: Well, it is disappointing. And Alexandria is a colleague of mine. Uh, we debate on all matters of things. We don't see things, think the world the same way in, in, in many respects. But I would just uh, challenge her uh, on this point and be happy to debate her at any time about this. Again, as a father of two female athletes, Title IX, uh, enacted 50 years ago, has been a huge benefit for uh, women and girls. And um, female participation in sports since the passage of Title IX has increased 1,057% at the high school level and 614% at the post-secondary level. Uh, in, in other words, Title IX really revolutionized women's sports. And for the Biden administration to want to rewrite that, to uh, diminish uh, the, the gains that female athletes have made over these last 50 years is, is really indefensible. And um, what they basically want to do with this this regulation that the Biden administration has proposed would eliminate the states, including my own state, our state, the Commonwealth of Kentucky, uh, our ability to uh, protect in a comprehensive way women and girls uh, from discrimination in athletics, protect them from biological male athletes competing against them. And there are, look, it's it's biology. It is it, this is this is not about politics. It's about biology. And, um, and and there are certain just fundamental differences between men and women. Now, I will just stipulate right up front. Uh, if you and I were to get into a swimming pool and compete, you would you would laugh me multiple times. So I'm not saying that women can't compete successfully against men, uh, especially, you know, uh, a great athlete like you and a very substandard athlete like myself. But that's not the point. The point is, we want a level playing field in competitive athletics.
0: Absolutely. And this is the same argument. Um, I was a part of a Senate Judiciary hearing where I was sat next to the human rights campaign president, and that was her argument. You know, uh, Senator Joe Kennedy, who's standing on the other side, you know, he, he's asking her, well, how many genders are there? Uh, and she didn't know how to respond. She said, there's an infinite number of genders. And then she goes on to say exactly your argument. She said, well, Serena Williams, she can beat lots of men in tennis. And Senator Kennedy then looks at me and he says, you know, Raul, what's your experience? And I told him, well, uh, Senator Kennedy, if Kelly Robinson is alluding to the fact that Serena Williams can beat you in tennis, I'm sorry. Uh, I agree. But Serena and Venus Williams lost in a blowout to the 203rd rate male tennis player that's the argument and to, to okay. any other argument is disingenuous to what we're actually saying um president Biden, uh, we've talked about what he's doing to title nine of course he said he will veto hr senate three which is the protection of women and girls in sports act um it's stuck in the senate right now but he said if it makes it to his desk he's going to veto it and so what message do you think this sends to young girls young girls like your daughter who are aspiring athletes who are already accomplishing amazing things but have big dreams what message is this sending
1: well it it's it sends a a terrible message that um that um women's sports do not deserve the the protection that it has earned over these last 50 years where women are encouraged to participate in sports look you know as an athlete what sports do i i certainly benefited from participation in soccer and my baseball teams and my my bath i played basketball when i was a kid I ran on the cross country team. I was better at that than anything else, and at the time. And so, um, you know, the camaraderie of of teamwork and the 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 effort of competition keeps you out of trouble too when you're a teenager. You know, working. And so, we don't want to discourage young girls from that experience. We don't want to discourage young women from that experience of the camaraderie of 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 a team of, of pushing yourself to achieve excellence because it's just unfair from the start. That's not right, and um, and it's a look. It's a fundamental recognition that there are certain physical attributes of males that are different, and biological attributes of males that are different than uh, attributes of females, and to have separate look. We have separate categories within the genders as well. We don't have a featherweight fighting a heavyweight in boxing. We have categories, and because because when you have level playing fields the competition is better a- and you actually have the, the 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 kind of competition that forces those athletes to achieve their very very best um and we we have different divisions in uh the NCAA we have division 1 division 2 II, division 3 you know this segregation by various categories and of course in swimming is a great example or gymnastics great example you have different categories and you may excel in one category versus versus another. We're trying to preserve the integrity of that categorization. That's not discriminatory. That's about fair competition, well, which think- which is encouraging greater participation.
0: Absolutely. You're exactly right. Um, we don't have the Paralympics because we're discriminating against people who who aren't able-bodied. That's not what the Paralympics is doing by having that category. It's giving these people a fair opportunity to compete. Same thing in boxing. Uh, We're not fat shaming the people who are heavyweights uh, because they're heavier um, compared to, you know, the featherweights. We have those distinctions in place for a reason. And so I couldn't agree more. Um, But similarly to President Biden's promise of vetoing this bill if it were to make it to his desk, we saw this in Kentucky, uh, Andy Bashir vetoed this. He joined a long list of Democratic governors in Republican states like Roy Cooper in North Carolina, uh Laura Kelly in Kansas, um who also vetoed this bill. Fortunately, we were able to override this veto with a majority vote. Um but do you think Governor Bashir's veto represents how Kentuckians, Kentucky families feel?
1: No. No, it's not. It shows the extremism. You asked about the partisan nature of the vote on uh, Congressman Stuby's bill uh, that I co-sponsored, the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act of 2023, and then you give this example of a governor of a of a of a of a conservative state, Kentucky, that vetoes a very common sense bill to protect uh, women and girls in in uh, in sports, uh, in elementary, uh, middle, and uh, in high school sports in Kentucky. And he vetoes that bill. That's a real radical position to take uh, in contrast with the values of the people of Kentucky. I think this extreme uh, transgender uh, gender identity dysfunction uh, uh, debate has crept into the progressive movement and has infected the entire Democratic Party. I know for a fact common sense Democrats, certainly in Kentucky, but also here in the Congress, who are, you know, Advocates for homosexual rights, for example, or the LGBT community who think we've gone too far here. Um, and, you know, I applaud uh, Martina Navratilova, for example, an open lesbian tennis star in her sport who has actually spoken out against uh, some of this uh, transgender uh, athlete participation in sports against uh, the, you know, uh, uh, birth assigned gender. It's just, it's just not right. And that, I mean, the, the examples are really, I mean, it's, these are not, these are no longer aberrational cases. You've got, you know, there's a case of a 50-year-old six-foot-six-inch man who played on a college men's team 30 years prior who played on a women's junior college basketball team. You've got a male athlete who formerly played on a Division three women's soccer team who now plays for a Team USA women's beach handball. You've got a male who competed in men's bodybuilding in the past who is now competing as a woman in volleyball my daughter's sport of choice uh there's a there's an example of a male athlete who competed on an ncaa division three women's volleyball team and male athletes have also competed on women's professional teams in the u.s and brazil a women's weightlifter you got a weightlifter qualified for and competed in the women's category uh, at the 2020 tokyo olympics despite being male and a male has competed in women's professional re- re- wrestling. I mean, you can't ignore this. You can't make this stuff up. This is, it, it's its its disturbing, it's alarming, and um, it's its happening. And that's why your voice means so much. Uh, that's why Greg Stubbe, his leadership is so valuable. And I think, look, uh, if, uh, you know, without weighing in on all of the aspects of gender dysphoria and, and wherever you stand on some of the biological uh, issues related to that, if if, if my Democratic colleagues really want to advocate for transgender people competing in sports, have a separate category for that. You know, we have categories. And uh, let, let there be a transgender category. Um, but certainly do not allow biological men to compete against girls. That is not right. Absolutely. And those examples you mentioned, of
0: course, notice they're only going one way. Uh, we know that women competing in sports will not, and could never be able to compete at the same level against the men. Uh, we saw it in swimming at the same meet where we had Leah Thomas, who's a male identifying as a woman. We had another trans athlete who was a woman, a female, identify as a man, um, finished top five in the country as a female competing with the women, but now it is competing with the men finishes dead last every single time. It, it's not even comparable. Um, which is, it's very telling. Um, but Kentucky and Andy Beshear, uh, there's a governor race, which um, will be concluded this in November. And there'll be a lot of attention around this. And so I'm super excited to see how this turns out. Um, what do you think? Do you, uh, How can the lives of Kentucky families, outside of even just the women's sports issue, what are issues that matter to Kentucky families? Uh, and what can be done to help create a solution to these problems?
1: Well, they want their kids to be healthy. I mean, I think about my own situation my own kids. They want them to be healthy, number one, happy and prosperous. We want our kids, especially if they're teenagers, to stay out of trouble, to do things that are constructive, you know, after school in their extracurricular life, uh, that gives them pride, that gives them self-confidence. We want our young girls to, to have self-confidence, to be able to have, you know, the assurance uh, of their own, you know, um, uh, of their own skills, talents, abilities, um, of their persistence um, to have that, have that confidence that that they deserve, and anything that threatens that, uh, in my opinion, is uh, very destructive to you know adolescent kids who are trying to find their way in the world. And uh, so, so this I think really matters to parents. I think parents. Yeah. And 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 by the way, I think it does cut cut across party lines. Um, you know, I'm saying things about Democrat parents as well as Republican parents, and I think I think those parents who identify themselves as Democrats are starting to recognize how off the wall uh, their party has become in terms of just how radical. Um, I, I can tell you uh, that Democrat moms and dads of a teenage daughter does not want. A biological male in the locker room with them, or in the bathroom with them, you know, at age sixteen, and I, you know, I can't imagine that your party affiliation would, uh, would, would, def- would, would change that. I mean, it is just basic common sense, and it's about protecting our kids.
0: Absolutely, um, at the state level, we've been working on a bill called the Women's Bill of Rights. Um, what this is, crazily enough, it's a it's a piece of legislation that defines a sex-based term such as woman, um, which applies a lot a lot broader than just women's sports. you know, women's prisons, uh, domestic violence shelters, anywhere in statute where the term woman is used, that word would be codified. And so it's been passed in four states. Uh, but this piece of legislation is being introduced at, in the federal level. Uh, Representative Farshberger and Representative Lesko are taking on this bill. Um, is this something you think you would support again, just absolutely. I, I, a little.
1: absolutely. And uh, Diana is a great friend. And um, uh, who is the other co sponsor of that, Riley?
0: Representative Lesko.
1: Oh, yeah, Debbie. So, I mean, these are great, great ladies who are doing a great, great work, and they're friends of mine. and I applaud them for their work on this, and certainly I will support them in this cause. It's it's sad almost that we have to do this. It's sad that. Um, we've lost our way as a country and we've lost common sense because of extreme radical, woke political correctness um, where people feel so compelled to 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 demonstrate uh, that their' their 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 inclusive sensitivity that they've actually they're actually hurting people. that's that's how extreme they've become is uh, their 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 obsession with with showing, sensitivity or inclusiveness actually becomes very exclusionary because and it 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 actually becomes very discriminatory uh, because you're they're actually you know pushing an agenda that discriminates against women you know where did the democratic party go you know where did the where did the progressives you know they abandoned women in this so you know i'd really applaud debbie and uh, diana for their leadership on this and i will certainly support their resolution.
0: Well, that sounds wonderful. Um, you've been a champion for Kentucky families and, and of course, families across the nation. Um, and you have two daughters yourself. Uh, are you worried for their future, for the country's future, what this looks like you know, in five, 10 years down the road?
1: Well, I'm an optimist. And of course, we're all concerned about this. That's why we're talking about it on your podcast and why you've uh, stepped in in a courageous way, in a bold way. Uh, to speak the truth and to stand up and, you know, take the arrows. You've taken the arrows. And so that's why I'm optimistic, Riley, because of people like you, because of people like you who are willing to face all of that hateful blowback, but you're doing the right thing. You're saying the right thing. And there are millions of Americans who feel silenced because of our politically correct uh, culture and because of cancel culture who don't feel liberated to say exactly what you are saying. So why am I optimistic? Because of people like you who are representing millions of voices who have been silenced through woke cancel culture.
0: Well, you're right in saying that it's liberating because it is, to say the truth. It feels like a weight is off your shoulders. Um, I know you probably have to go. I'm sure there's some votes going on somewhere. Uh, As we wrap up, what's it going to take to restore, again, America, um, looking at the broader picture of outside of just women's sports, what's it going to take to restore America?
1: Well, I think we we need to hold our our leaders accountable when they veto common sense bills, when they t- cast a vote against protecting girls, then we need to hold them accountable and we need to run elections based on that. And let the American people decide, both Republicans, Democrats, independents, moderates, you know who's on your side let them know the record who is on your side seriously think about this who is on the side of your daughters is it is it the, is it the people who want to allow biological men in their locker rooms at age 15 years old are they on your side really no this is how we this is how we achieve success and we are on the right side of this issue and we just need to make sure that we hold politicians accountable for cowering uh, to the extremists on this issue.
0: I love that because I what I've seen this past year and a half, really since I've taken this stance, is the two things that are missing are responsibility and accountability. So I couldn't agree more. Um, a representative Barr, I appreciate you. I appreciate the work you do, the stances you take, and how you stand with women. Um, so thank you for for doing those things. Um, and I know you got to run. So thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Thanks, Riley. Keep up the great work.
0: Go Big Blue. Absolutely go Big Blue. <laughs> Representative Barr laid it all out in a way that perfectly highlights why this issue and so many other issues that we're facing as a nation are common sense issues. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, like, subscribe anywhere where you can get your podcast outkick.com, uh, Spotify, Apple, whatever that might be. Uh, make sure you check out the Riley Gay Center. Uh, you can find the center at www.rallygaincenter.org. Uh, it's a training program. Uh, Bills to inspire and train leaders. Hopefully we can all agree we you need more leaders in this country. Uh, thanks for listening and we will see you guys next week.